What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. The Jen and Jello show back here. Noah Jensen, D'Angelo Starks with you. Big trade deadline to talk about today. A lot of moves. Well, a lot of moves from one team, really. Yeah. Uh, we have the Pistons. They've played seven games with, with Blake Griffin. We'll talk about how we think they look. And you, Darvish, first big name, really, coming off the it's market It's baseball here. season, baby. It, it's finally baseball season, even though it has been since uh, the winter meetings happened back in January. Yeah, we haven't heard anything going on. But let's start out with the Cavs trades. Uh, the What they make? Five trades, I think. I I lost I think, count. Yeah, I think there are four or five trades, something like that, something like that. They were able to get George Hill, Larry Nance Jr., Rodney Hood, and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, shipped out. Big name they shipped out was it. Uh, you sort of saw that coming with yeah. everything going on. The defense was way worse with it coming back. I mean, they they had a bad defense to start out the year, but I mean, even with it coming back, they were still still. They were they got worse they were just atrocious. because just because you you couldn't Ty Lue doesn't know how to hide them like Brad Stevens does. Um, you got you got rid of Derrick Rose, which was kind of inevitable as well. Yeah, uh, they kinda, he yeah. might be coming back with Tibbs back in Minnesota. Bulls West, man. Oh yeah, I I don't. They're gonna I, start. They're gonna start. Derrick Rose. Wait till they trade for Joakim Noah somehow. Oh boy, they're, they'll probably buy him buy him out. Yeah, buy him <laughs> out. Uh, yeah so I. I really like what the what the Cavs did. I think uh, it re reinvents who they are. Oh, they it's, knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, I think I, I don't think there's any way you can tell me this trade's bad, even if LeBron leaves. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you're you're losing the best player in the world if he leaves this offseason. But you, I think Colby Altman set them up for success for the late for for the long run, just because you got some young guys in there. Uh, you would expect them to re-sign Hood. Uh huh. Even if LeBron stays, you'd expect them to re-sign Hood. Uh, you kept your Bro- you kept the Brooklyn pick, which was Somehow. such a so, yeah. How you were able to bring this Hall of Players in and keep that Brooklyn pick was was great for great for the Cavs. Uh, hopefully, someone can drop to them uh, if if LeBron leaves. Hopefully, someone can drop to them. That's that's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see there there being any way that this trade was bad for uh, for the Cavs. I agree. They have once again pulled off something that I did not think that they could pull off. I thought that they would make it like a ridiculous DeAndre Jordan trade or something, something just that wouldn't have made any sense. It wouldn't have helped them. Yeah, with all the reports coming out, you you figured that the that the Brooklyn pick was going to be gone with some sort of trade. You figured that they Absolutely. were going to go after a star, but really they just got four guys, four good players. Yeah, and they just and you kept you kept some guys that uh, you can build around. Seti Oseman in these last three games looks like somebody who should have been starting for Seti. the Cavs all the all along. Uh, three and zero with Seti in the it, starting lineup. Yeah, I mean playing I, over I, twenty I minutes, Seti, you win. Put up thirty nine minutes against the Hawks the other night. I mean, That's I don't LeBron type minutes. Yeah, he. I think he's LeBron two point Yeah, he's the whatever Seti's from LeBron. <laughs> um, no, they really they they perfectly put themselves in a position to go back to the finals, and they needed to badly. Obviously, everybody knew that. After every single game they played, there was a new story. There was a new Isaiah Thomas soundbite talking about players not playing defense. How ironic is yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that's something that I think uh, I, was, I was sort of alluding to there, that, that like everything that, that Isaiah was saying outside of the – Outside of the locker room, after games, whatever it was, saying saying things like that, like you would be okay with it if if someone like LeBron was saying it because LeBron is the he's is, LeBron yeah he's, he's the guy on the team right. 
But when you have when you hear stuff like that coming from it who who he played what. 16, 17 games, I think, for them this Maybe. year. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't play well. He shot like what twenty nine percent from three, I yeah. think, and yeah, it was bad. So you just, I think it was, I think it was tough for Isaiah coming from an organization where he was the guy in Boston, and uh, now when you were with the Cavs, really, uh, you had him, you had LeBron and Kevin Love ahead of you, and so really, you don't want to, you don't, you're hoping not to hear things like that from. Yeah. From uh, from a guy like Isaiah, especially within the position he was in, so I think that uh, helped with uh, Colby Altman being able to move him, and it looks like he's gonna do well in in uh, L.A. I mean, he put up twenty two and six the other yeah, night. Yeah, he had a good he had a good game. Hopefully, oh. he and he and Lonzo can maybe work together because I mean, like we were talking about earlier, um, you can't really hide you can't hide them both on defense. No, eh, you. You can try. <laughs> Offense wins championships. You gotta be able to score the ball. The Lakers Any- aren't. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, um, they don't really have anything to lose for. Right. They don't have their pick. I mean, unless they just want to tank hard, hard and get the number one pick, or is it the what? What the one? Their protection's weird. It's like yeah, it's an odd protection. Two through five, it goes to Bo- two through four. I think it goes to Boston. Then. Everything After else five, goes, to it Philly. goes to Philly. Okay, so, so there's no first. way. There's no way they. Oh, so it's only if it's first. They I can, believe so. Like, okay, so yeah, there's they're six games away from being the having the worst record in the league, which doesn't seem like a lot, but. When you're going after the Kings and the Hawks, I feel like their their chances are yeah, slim. Yeah. So I think they're just gonna try to try to win games and try to improve upon the season. That's I would I I initially thought that it was gonna get trade or uh, bought out and mm-hmm. maybe go to a contender, which I mean there's still time. His agent could be mad if he doesn't come off the bench if he doesn't get back into the starting lineup and uh, right he might uh, demand a, a buyout, but. Yeah, I, I I initially thought that he was going to get bought out by the Lakers. I figured uh, with Derrick Rose being bought out and uh, Joe Johnson got bought out, who yeah. and he's going to go. He's going to be going to the uh, Rockets. For the it Rockets. sounds like, yeah. So yeah, I I initially thought it was getting bought out, but I like I I hope that uh, it can work in Boston or yeah, in L.A. Of course, he's a he's a good guy. I think the whole situation with him going to the Cavs kind of shows us that we really 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 undervalue coaching in the NBA because you go from playing for probably the second best coach in the league Brad Stevens and the guy is an MVP candidate and then you go to Ty Lue who I don't he he doesn't really coach they don't practice they don't they don't run a whole lot of yeah. offense yeah I think and the, you see the difference I think the hip injury sort of affects IT oh, sure. too I like, I don't think we're gonna see the same IT we saw in Boston like we're gonna see in yeah. LA so I think the hip it bothered him too, but yeah, like uh, Coach LeBron can't do everything for you, and Coach, ha- Coach GM, yeah, Coach GM owner LeBron yeah. can't do everything for you on the court. So yeah, you need a guy like like someone, someone who's a better coach than than Ty Lue yeah, out there for sure. And I think yeah, it definitely speaks, especially all these trades uh, or all these moves that Boston made last year. Everybody that left Boston, besides really Olenek. Who's played pretty solid? Yeah. I mean, he he's got the same role really in uh, in Miami. So I mean, yeah, you see guys like Avery Bradley and I I T and Jay, Jay Crowder. Crowder. They yeah. all, all three of those guys uh, really haven't played up to their up Not to where they were last year. Um, Jay Crowder might be able to in Utah, who's actually I didn't know this on a nine game winning streak right now. 
they are only really they're only a uh, game and a half out of a playoff spot, uh, led by rookie of the year Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, he's probably. It's looking more and more like he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Probably, uh, probably. Ben Simmons is kind of taking the back seat to him. He uh, might win as the far dunk as the talks too. Yeah, as, as far as like you hear, you're hearing experts talk about who they who they think will win Rookie of the Year. You don't really see a lot of people talking about Simmons. You see a lot more Donovan Mitchell, and it frustrates Pistons fans, obviously. Why are Why are Ben? I don't know. I don't get why Ben Simmons is. He's kind of just being overlooked. Like as. In total, like he's he hasn't been selected to the All Star. Like Goran Dragic is in the All Star game, yeah, and he got selected over. Well, Dragic has actually had, yeah, Dragic he's had, had a good year. Yeah, he's had a great year. The uh, the Kemba one, I was kind of surprised with. Yeah, I thought like, for sure Simmons would have got it. Simmons should not have gotten in over Dragic or Drummond. I think, but I, he definitely, I just, Drummond definitely deserved it. Yeah, for sure. he definitely should have got in over Kemba though. I don't see like, I mean Simmons is like. I'm not sure. His stats are pretty solid. I think yeah, he's, I think he's at like 16, 8, and 7 this year. Yeah, he's something like that. Definitely so, near a triple-double. I just I, I can't believe that he he got passed over twice. Yeah. That was that was a, Yeah, he's averaging 16 and a half, 7.7 boards and 7.3 assists yeah. a game. And uh two steals and a block a game. That's incredible for a rookie. Yeah, for a rookie. Uh yeah, he's Yeah, I definitely thought he should have been an all-star. I'm I'm yeah. surprised he wasn't. Uh Speaking of the All Star Game, though, just a quick side note: Andre Drummond's going to be competing in the Skills Challenge. That was He's taking Chris interesting. Spot. I saw that. Uh, he might go through about four racks at the three point j- uh, shot. He might go through four racks of balls before he can hit one. I'm going to take which, him to make the first shot. He's going to work so hard at it, and he's going to become a three point shooter. I'm just kidding. By the yeah, way. I don't see that. That doesn't. I'm uh, totally not joking. <laughs> no. Um, that's going to be interesting to watch, though. It's, yes, a, it's definitely going to be something you're going to want to tune into to see Andre Drummond chuck up three pointers uh, during the skills challenge. How crazy would it be if he wins the skill challenge? Uh, I think Boogie did last year. No, uh, Chris, Joel, no, I, it was I a swear, big man. Yeah, I swear, it was, sure. I swear it was Boogie. I think a big man has won like the past couple years. Yeah, I think Kristaps might have been the winner. It, I know it was a big man. Yeah. that's all that matters yeah. right now. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to the Pistons now. Oh yeah, you said Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Pistons Saints, trades. Uh, SVG. five and two. Like I said, in uh, in games Blake Griffin's played this year, uh, lost their last two to L.A. Uh, you could tell Blake was really forcing stuff against L.A. with it being the revenge game uh, last night. So Sunday night uh, they played uh, the Hawks in Atlanta, fell to them. Uh, Griffin was getting good looks, wasn't forcing a lot. He was just he just wasn't getting wasn't getting any. Uh, yeah, nothing was falling for him. Uh, he shot three of ten from three. He has he's struggled the last three games shooting the three point shot. He sh- he's uh, five of twenty two from three in his last three games, Yikes. which twenty two shots in, in three games from three is not what you would expect Blake Griffin to be shooting. I would think something more like fifteen shots yeah. from three would be okay. About five a game, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but I'm not I'm not too worried about uh, him struggling there, uh, struggling in the last couple games. I don't not. I think uh, what we saw early on was what we're gonna see from this Pistons team going forward. I think when Reggie Jackson comes back, I think that's definitely going to be um, that's definitely gonna be helpful for the team because Blake's playing a lot of the one. For the most part, I mean, Ish is out there playing yeah, the one, yeah, but for you, sure. see, you can see Blake is the one facilitating everything yeah, out he's there. He's doing most of the ball handling. 
Yeah, and which is fine. It's not. It's not like he's averaging a ton of turnovers. He's got one point seven in his games with Detroit, but the shooting numbers are, are a little concerning. He is shooting forty percent from the field. He is shooting twenty six percent from three. Personally, I just think uh, uh, Stan might be using him a little bit more than he should be. Yeah. Like like the game against Memphis, he went six of twelve and had twenty four points, and that uh, he looked he looked phenomenal. In yeah, that game. for sure. And I think something along the lines of fifteen to fifteen to eighteen shots a game would be good. Uh, twelve twelve. Uh, a majority of those shots came from uh, uh, excuse me. The the reason he didn't have a lot of uh, uh, shot attempts, he he went to the line thirteen times. Right. He hasn't been getting a lot of whistles uh, since that game. He hasn't been. <clears throat> excuse me. He hasn't been getting a lot of calls uh, mm-hmm. since since the Memphis game. I think he's. I think I said he's only put up uh, like f- like eighteen free throws since that thirteen free throw yeah, game, and so he's just not getting to the line as much, and that's that might be why we're we're not seeing the same impact he's been having on games. But his stat lines are still good. The percentages are just something that uh, are a little are a little worrisome right now. Yeah, I'm not worried at all about dropping the last two games i think if you're a pistons fan you can rest easy like either way it's been seven games he had obviously there's still a huge there's still a learning curve he's still on a completely new team he played for the same team and the same coach for a long time so getting used to it is still definitely something that has to happen it's only been seven games. There's no reason to panic at all, although he, he's not making a lot of threes, but that's not why you go out and you get Blake Griffin in the first place. No, and that, w- that was going to be expected from the team. I mean, we were yeah. shipping out a guy in Tobias who could hit hit that shot a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that might be why some Pistons fans are worried because they're not seeing those shots go in like we were seeing with uh, Tobias. He did hit two big threes down the stretch. One of them, I guess, really wasn't a big three last night uh, It. We were, I think they were down six, and he had a three before the buzzer was off. Mm-hmm. And but he did hit one to put him down two, and uh, which is which is nice that you're able to, which is good because uh, the last few games where he has hit a few threes, they've come in. Uh, uh, his three, his one three against Brooklyn came in a big moment when they needed a bucket. He got a three for him, and he definitely doesn't lack any confidence in his shot either, which oh, is which sh- is which nice, which is really nice because. Yeah. I think we see that from Stanley that he that, like Stanley Johnson right now he does, like early on in the year he didn't really uh, have confidence in his shot and so when we're going to a guy like Blake now and uh, you you can feel confident that he's gonna he can he can knock it down even even if he's missed his first four of the game yeah, you feel confident yeah, in him shooting sure. it uh, he can knock it down so yeah I think I think the Blake trade uh, especially what they were able to move after. After the Blake trade, they were able to move um, Willie Reed, Bryce Johnson, and two seconds for Jameer Nelson and James Ennis. The Jameer Nelson part of it, I'm not Great too sure. Move. Yeah, I'm not too sure what the what uh, the <laughs> idea was. Stan Van said it was in, it was Ish ins- insurance. Uh, there, if Ish goes down, they wanted to have somebody who can who would be able to step in for him because they only had uh, Ish and Langston. Because I, I I personally I thought Langston has played solid this year. I mean, you've get, you gave him. Uh, 21 million dollar deal for three years and he's putting up career highs and effective field goal percentage field goal percentage three-point percentage and he's just he keeps getting do not play coaches decisions yeah. and so i'm not sure what the what the mindset is there 
Um, hopefully, uh, when Reggie gets back, we will see what Stan really wants to do with the with the rotations. But the James Ennis deal, personally, I really I really love that trade. When they it needed happened. another wing. Yeah, so and, that was a good move. And what uh, what Ennis really is, he's basically uh, he's not as good of a defender as Stanley, and he's not as good of a shooter as Reggie. But I feel like if you combined Reggie and Stanley, you would you would sort of you see James, you would James get James yeah. Ennis. He can he can stick with guys on the on the perimeter, and if you need him to hit a shot and he's open, he'll he'll knock it down for you, like uh, Reggie, uh, like Bullock will uh, most nights. And so that's what's that's what's nice about getting uh, getting Ennis. And I really I I really like that deal. I think uh, what they shipped out and what they got back yeah, it was for a- the trade deadline. If it wasn't for the Cavs moves. I think it's safe to say that the Pistons really won the trade deadline if it wasn't for the moves the Cavs made. Yeah, the Cavs obviously managed to pull off some some great stuff. And the Pistons, those were the main two like active people. There wasn't a whole lot going on outside of that. Like The Suns and the Magic had a trade, and they traded Alfred Payton for a second-round pick, which I guess if, I mean... that's a fine trade for the Suns. I don't get why the Magic did it. Yeah, they're probably tanking for Trey. They gotta you would, be. You would think. Yeah. You would. You would. You would think that's what they're doing. I mean, they have. I think they still have DJ Augustine, so he's Nate, gonna. He's probably gonna play. He was still around. He's probably gonna play point guard for them the rest Yikes. of the year. Uh, the Knicks, the maybe Ma- Hisonia. Yeah, the Knicks, the Mavs, and the Nuggets. The Nuggets made yeah. a deal. Uh, Moutier got sent to the Knicks. So the Knicks have two guards who can't shoot, but they can play a whole ton of defense. Yeah, they got Frankie Nicotine and Frankie Nicotine. and uh, Emmanuel Moutier there. To that play guy. point guard, I don't know if it'll, like, I'm not sure what the idea is there. Uh, yeah. Both the trades the Knicks made, I'm not sure what. They're they, head scratchers. Yeah, trading Willie Hernan Gomez for a second round pick. The he, day after Kristaps tears his ACL yeah. or something like and that. And then, um, like like you said, basically getting another Frankie Nicotine in the in on the roster with Emmanuel Moody. I do like Moody. They, they did. They shipped out Doug McDermott, which Sad. I'm hoping. Hopefully he can find something in in Dallas, and then I is think is this his fourth team already? Third, I think he started out with the Bulls. I mean, I, I technically got drafted by the Nuggets, and the Nuggets traded, traded to the rights, Bulls, who then went the to rights. the Thunder, and then okay. Oh okay. yeah, he did go to the Thunder. I yeah. forgot about that. So yeah, this is his fourth team. Um, wow, that's, that's sad for Dougie. Yeah, hopefully he can find something good in uh good in Dallas, and then I think Devin Harris went to the Nuggets. Yes, Nuggets wanted some more shooting. Uh, they're fighting for a playoff spot right now. They're playing well. They're the only team. I think it was like the Nuggets and the Celtics are the only teams to beat the Warriors in each of the last three years. Yeah, that that was that that was surprising. Yeah, or no, it was the thun- it was the Thunder, not the Celtics. I no, believe. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Thunder and the Thunder and the Nuggets. That sounds right. Yeah. So yeah, that's a uh, few trades. It was pretty. Yeah. It was okay, uh, trade deadline. Yeah, it was pretty quiet for the most part, besides the Woj bombs getting thrown down by uh, with the Cavs trade. Oh, D Wade went back to Miami too. Oh yeah, he got traded for an eighth grader. I think good, good for him. Yeah, like, getting traded for LeBron James Jr. That's that's got to be good. LeBron James Jr. does not go in the <laughs> second round. Um, Which would no. be, it would be wild if he did. It that was. would be that would be nuts. But uh, overall. Uh, like I said, Cavs Cavs clearly won the deadline. The league helped out LeBron once again. I think, I think personally, I think this, I think all these moves put the Cavs, like I said earlier, over the top, and I think they're 
probably the favorites in the East. I'm not overreacting from the Boston game yeah, at all. Yeah. Before the Boston game happened, I had been saying I've been talking to my buddies and I've been saying like, this is this clearly puts them in a better position to win than uh, their their uh, old roster did. Yeah, absolutely. Like they look like they were having fun again last night, which you hadn't seen in a couple months, but. I think right now I'll still go with Boston. I can understand Cleveland. I just need to see it a little bit more. I need to see what like Ty, Ty Lue will end up doing with all these guys and how that rotation will play out. But I think that the Cavs set themselves up really nicely to make it to another finals Yeah, it, for sure. It uh, it worries me a little bit with Boston that they don't really have much, uh, much offense besides Kyrie and Al. That's something I was surprised that they didn't go after uh, anybody. Yeah. For sure. So I'm surprised that they didn't move on from like a guy like Marcus Smart to get Tyreek Evans. But Ainge does Ainge doesn't make of a deal unless he knows that uh, what he's doing is is smart. For because sure. Because he doesn't want to. He didn't want to get rid of a first round pick without knowing if Tyreek was going to resign. He knows yeah. he has re, he has rights on Marcus Smart, even though. He's not very good on offense, but he just he gives you a lot. Yeah, he he can so win the games with some I, of the I think, plays. He makes. I just think Ainge is worried about uh, one giving getting rid of a pick that's going to be really good next year in the Memphis pick. Yeah, and not knowing what you had, what you were going to get back in Tyreek Evans, and so I think that's I think that's the main reason why uh, they didn't uh, they didn't pull the trigger. I think that was uh, the main reason why a lot of teams didn't because you Probably. don't know because. After this year, Tyreek's going to ask for a lot of money, a lot more money yeah. than he than he got this off season. He's because I mean, he's averaging twenty points. I think he's got five he's boards, like and five and five. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. He's so I think that was I think that was a main reason Tyreek didn't get moved. Uh, but yeah, the the offense is what really worries me with the Celtics. I don't see them being able to compete with the Cavs' offense now, especially with everything the Cavs got. I think, and. Honestly, the, I think if you're playing and you're adding, you basically added Seti Oseman uh, yeah. on the, to the Cavs roster too because he hasn't been playing all year. Right, you've been seeing what he, you've you've been getting out of him these last three games, and you you add him into the rotation, mm-hmm. and you, you're basically just adding another player. You made you made another trade essentially for sure for for Seti, and so I, it's hard for me to pick against LeBron with what he's done the past few years. Past few, I think this will be his what, eighth, eighth straight, eighth straight be, finals yeah. if he goes again. I mean that that's insane that what he's been able to yeah, do for sure. So it's hard for me to pick against him with how young the cat with how young the Celtics are. I think I think that's a, a problem for sure. They I think the I think even though the Celtics are playing really great this year, I mean forty and eighteen without your se- with really your second best player in Gordon Hayward. Yeah. I think next year this team's going to be a lot better. Not not just adding. Uh, Gordon Hayward back into the mix, but with like, but Jim, you're gonna have Jason Tatum. Tatum's got another year under his belt. Yeah, you have Jalen Brown with another year under his belt. Marcus Smart hopefully will uh, get some sort of offense. Terry Rozier continues to get better. Yeah, Terry Rozier keeps. He's good. Yeah, I mean, if He's it wasn't for really Kyrie, Terry Rozier would be starting and yeah. getting some really solid minutes sure. too. So yeah, I and it's such a young team in in Boston too. I mean, you and you have picks. It's they're they're, they're, they're really set up for for, for some great yeah. success for the next few years, and I think it should be a really good rivalry with the Cavs, especially if LeBron stays yeah. in the East. I think that I think it'll be 
an oddity if we don't see a Celtics Cavs um, Eastern Conference Finals, unless it's because of the uh, seedings. Because I think right now, if if it went as planned, the Celtics and the Cavs would meet in the semifinals yeah. in, the, in the East. Yeah. So that's the only reason why. But I think we're going to see a lot of matchups in the in the playoffs of of Boston and, and Cleveland for years to come. I'd say I think so. I think um, Jason Tatum could help them on offense like Boston plays a lot of those games where it's like 97 to 93 so yeah. they're really good on defense but outside of like like you said outside of Kyrie and Al Horford they need Jason Tatum to kind of be more assertive I think yeah and it's it's you don't see guys like Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons doing what they're doing for an offense uh in their rookies in the rookie seasons and um I still I still think uh, in this draft class, Tatum was is still by far the best player. Yeah, is, for sure. is going I agree. To, is going to end up being the the best player to come out of this draft class. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough for it's tough for a lot of rookies to yeah. come in. I mean, he's only 19 years old, and he's playing yeah. really well. Yeah, he, he's playing well. I think he's averaging double digits in points. Yeah, and so it's not like he's playing bad. It's just I think they need more from him. I think he could play better. He has a a lot he has a really good skill set on offense because when 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 Horford and Kyrie come off the floor They're they like to keep awful. they like to keep Jalen and uh Jason mm-hmm. on the floor a lot and you don't see the same effect on the offense that that they have when Kyrie and Al Horford are Agreed, on the floor for sure so on to baseball Yes. There has been the first big free agent signing. It is February. It is almost spring training. And the first big free agent has just now signed. Yeah, you Darvish signs a six-year, $127 million deal to go play for the Chicago Cubs. Bolsters that rotation of Lester, Kendricks, Quintana. You have Chatwood there. Uh, you they signed Drew Smiley, who's coming off a of Tommy John surgery. He might be a nice bullpen piece for them this year, and they basically bring back everybody. Schwarber should be more healthy or should be healthier this year. Uh, you have Zobra still, who really isn't slated to be a starter. He's a World Series MVP. Yeah, he's though. not even slated to be yeah. a starter. And you have you still have Zobrist, Hayward, Albert Amora had a good year. Hap is a is a young guy that you could get some you could get something out of. Uh, you have Javi Baez, Rizzo, Bryant. You have so many big name guys. It's hard to. It's 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 going to be a nice. Uh, it's going to be a nice year, I think, for the Cubs. I think I think they had a little bit of a World Series hangover last year. They yeah. started out really slow. I think they were like twenty six and twenty six at one point. Yeah, they last they year. struggled for a big. And part so of I the think year. Uh, I think they're really. Go- I think they're going to take another step forward. Hayward and and Schwarber are. I expect them to have a good year. Hayward's kind of struggling his tenure with the, with the Cubs. He hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't. He's, come he's played for two them, years. Man. I think he's batting like two thirty in he's that time. He's done really, really bad. And yeah, I, I I expect a big year from Hayward. Uh, he's uh, he's definitely somebody that uh, that you would you were able to count on in Atlanta, and I think he's I think he's really set. To I've turn always liked around. him. Yeah. Yeah. I I still I I like this signing a lot. It's a great signing for the Cubs. I just. Still, there's something about this team that I just don't like. Like, if I had to pick a team to come out of the National League next year, I'd probably go with the Dodgers or the Nationals. I just there's just something about the Cubs that, like, when it comes to facing one of those two teams, I don't feel like they will win both of them. 
because they would have to probably go through both of them to win. Yeah. To go to the World Series, and I just don't think that would happen. They certainly are young, and that's definitely something that is, can be a concern. Uh, you have you have like I said, Bryant, Russell. You have Contreras behind the plate, Baez, uh, Schwarber, all young guys yeah. that really haven't they they like I mean they won the World Series a couple years ago, yeah. but they really haven't been faced with a lot. They they were just they were hot that year, and they 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 sort of struggled last year and were were met with some adversity. We're able to get over it. Yeah. Uh, after the start of the season, but they still made it to the NLCS. Yeah. Like, I think one th- they do kind of lack postseason, like exper- good postseason experience out of their pitchers. Like outside of John Lester, who we've seen in the playoffs, has been phenomenal. Some of the best pitched games that we've seen in like the past five years in the playoffs. But Darvish got roughed up in the World Series last year. I don't. Quintana hasn't been there a whole lot. I don't think he did super well last year in the playoffs. No, but you still got and, you, you got Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, he's a career. He's a career two eighty eight. He's uh, good. Hendricks is yeah. Postseason ERA. Yeah, Quintana got roughed up last year. He had a he has a five point four ERA in post. He's only yeah. had he's he's played four games. He's pitched in four games. The Dodgers roughed, roughed him. Yeah, up. I think I think he had one rough game. Yeah. in the in the postseason, that's what really roughed up his uh, ERA. But it's a nice move for them. It sets oh, them yeah, up definitely. really really nicely. And hopefully, this start this signing starts a trend in the in the MLB. Hopefully, we'll see some more signings happen. Hopefully, JD will get signed somewhere. Arietta's still out there. Those are the big three. But I don't know. We could just see teams saving their money and saying we're not going to pay you a hundred million dollars because yeah. I think personally, I think JD uh, is worth is worth the money he's asking I would pay for. Him. I don't think he's. I don't. I think he's worth about. I'd say one twenty to one forty over six years. I think. I mean, he's only twenty eight. He's got. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of years still left in him, and um, just watching him in Detroit. And watching what he did in Arizona, and that stretch last year, I just can't. I like. You see teams buy into stuff like that yeah, more for often sure. than not, and so that's what's sort of surprising me. Like you don't really see teams thinking like, "Oh, this is just a smokescreen that he right. was, like this isn't really what he's going to be doing for the rest, because the rest of his career because he's really never gotten that big paycheck. You don't know mm-hmm. what he's going to do. But when when I think about that, I just like. I think this guy he was cut by the by the Astros. He was picked up by the by the Tigers. Really hadn't played well through his entire career and he finally was able to get to a nice organization that took a chance on him. And Detroit Green You always you always saw him in the clubhouse with his notebook on him and you always saw that in Arizona. So it's a guy that loves great. To, he loves to work on yeah. his game. And so that's why I don't think he's get this is a this is a huge smoke screen. He's going to he's going to get this big paycheck and sort of die off and not put up the big numbers that he normally does. I really think that he can, if if you give him the money that he's asking for, he's going to he's going to contribute to your team in a in a very nice way next year. I yeah, JD's going to play well no matter where he's at. JD, if I were him, I'd stay in the NL West. You see a lot of the times you see if you see a player go from the AL to the NL, something just it seems to be more hitter friendly. And obviously he hit what forty seven home runs last year, I think it was. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. I mean he had a four home run game in like his second game with yeah. the with the Diamondbacks. He last year. he was playing incredible. So I would stay with the Diamondbacks. Plus if he stays with the Diamondbacks, they're set up real nice for next year. They got a good team. But 
the rest of the free agents, I don't know. It could just be teams not wanting to spend so much money knowing that there's a really, really good free agency class next year. But Yeah, is it Harper and Machado? Harper and Machado, okay. and then there's some pitchers in there too that are set to become free agents. And it's looking like it'll be like you got Bryce Harper demanding four hundred million. And if someone pays him four hundred million, I'm out. This is just too much. Yeah, that like four hundred million and he, he's definitely a, a great talent in the league, but there's there's not many guys you could tell me that are worth four hundred million dollars. In any sport. In any sport, no. Yeah, with this if we're just going back to this this free agency class, you have Jake Arietta, like you said, still available. Yeah. Hosmer and Mustakis, the Royals have not. Re- they have not re-signed either one of them. Uh, there have been reports that the Padres have. They uh, like Eric, they want Eric Hosmer. They have like a seven-year deal offered to him, but uh, you have Logan he... Morrison, who had a good year with the Rays. He did play. Yeah. Luke Roy and Holland are not signed yet. Um, Greg Holland. Yeah. I thought he re-signed with the Rockies, or maybe they. It it says right here that he hasn't signed yet, and oh, it has the it has the Todd Frazier signing updated. Okay, so, so that's, then he didn't. So he must not have resigned, which I'm surprised. Did about. they trade for Wade Davis then? Yeah, that's what it was. I think they okay. signed Wade Davis. I can I confuse those they Kansas both, City yeah, guys. The, yeah, that's what confused yeah, me too. That's what uh, it was. Luke Roy's probably uh, is a pretty good catcher. If yeah. the you you talked about uh, before we got on the pot the podcast, um, you talked about J T Real Muto is. Uh, the Astros yeah, have interest with the with the Astros. So if the Astros want to go after Luke Roy, they could. Luke yeah. Roy is a, is a solid guy. I've always liked Luke Roy. Double machine. Uh, Carlos Gomez had a good year last year with the with the uh, Rangers. He, he it got, could be a good signing for the yeah. right team. So there there's still some there's still some good some really Big nice names. players out there. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Gonzalez struggled last year, but you've seen what he can do. Forget, yeah, he's good. Yeah, there's, they're good. There's players. a lot of Big guys names. out here that are just that. Uh, nobody wants to give big money to, and uh, I think the players are going to have to end up They're gonna biting to, the bullet yeah. and taking some less money. It'll be really interesting to see where they go, though. The Tigers are definitely not going after anybody. Uh, As they should not. Yeah, they, they they definitely don't need to go after anybody. They need to lose as many games as they can and play all of the young guys that they can to yes. see what they have. They will not be good. If you're a Tigers fan, you'll probably want to hibernate for maybe five years yeah they're 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 gonna struggle here for the next few years honestly though uh just just a little side topic about the tigers i think i think they have some pieces that in like three years i think they could really they could they could maybe uh compete for a playoff spot i'm excited i don't see i like i clearly don't see any free or uh world series uh, aspirations here in the near future but i definitely Probably think not. they have some young guys they have some young pieces that they could build around and possibly contend for a playoff spot in the next few years. Yeah, I'm, but, but I'm excited for their future. But for right, right now, now <laughs> it's not looking good at all. Yeah, hibernate. Like I said, hibernate, Tigers fans, because it will not be pretty. Maybe migrate to an NL team for a little while. You can find something. Yeah, go yeah. watch the Nationals, the Dodgers. Yeah. Just, hey, go watch the Astros. Be an Astros fan for the AL. Just, go be, yeah. yeah, go root They have root, Justin Verlander. Go root for Verlander. It, it counts. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us here today on the Jen and Jello show. It's a little shorter for you, so hopefully you made it all the way through. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be a big, there's going to be some big news here in the sports world because we always miss it whenever we record we our podcast. We miss every single big news, uh, every every single big report. Uh, we miss it, and we're a week late. We are good sucks. luck for sports news. Yes, yeah, so I guarantee you, we're going to see a big story coming out here 
in the next few days. Also, shout out Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. 